Your day has just begun. Yeah! But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah! Hashtag NFL. 120 left to play. Huntley throws to the end zone. Touchdown, Mark Andrews. And the Ravens narrow the margin. The Chiefs challenge and get the ball. As a handoff down to Gore. He's open 35, 30, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Kansas City. Jason will keep it to the left side. Outside the numbers. 50, 45, 40. He's got another big green. 30, 25, 20, 10, 5. See you later. Bye. Taysom Hill. We go on third down. Here comes the rush. Rolling to his right as Herbert sets his feet, takes a shot downfield, has Guyton. Caught! Touchdown, Chargers! After review, it is a touchdown. Touchdown! San Francisco! coming from the outside. Brady throws it back. Caught ball first out of the 50. Outside the numbers 40. To the 30-yard line. To the 25. It's Perriman. Bashan Perriman. Touchdown Tampa Bay. Box win in overtime. Perriman. 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 Highlights from the NFL. The battle of BYU quarterbacks goes to Taysom Hill and the Saints over Zach Wilson. 30-9. The Saints on the edge of the playoff race. A bunch of teams that Six and seven in the NFC fighting for that last playoff spot. Couple teams getting hot right now, PK, trying to play their way into a really good spot in the playoffs. Two of the hottest teams, San Francisco, who's now seven and six in the NFC. They have won six out of eight. You just heard their announcer screaming. Win the touchdown in overtime. They reversed the call. They ruled him out of bounds, but he got to the end zone and beat the Bengals. Yeah. After they blew a 14-point lead. They're hot, winning six out of eight, and the Chiefs have won six in a row. They were struggling earlier this year, but they have got it together. The Raiders thought it was a good idea to go stomp on the logo and might have gotten blown out anyway, but that got the Chiefs Did they all stomp sorts of fired or just at. walk on it? I don't know that it was a stompation. Raiders have now lost five of their last six games and seem to be free-falling. Don't have to worry about them in the crowded AFC playoff picture. A couple other uh, entertaining games along the way. The Packers beat the Bears 45-30. to They were down 10 points early in that game, 10-zip. And again, just before halftime at 24-14, and it didn't matter. Aaron Rodgers kept taking him up and down the field. He throws for 341 yards and four scores, and the Packers beat the Bears 45-30. Buccaneers had a 21-point lead. They blew that, had to go to overtime with the Bills. The Bills with 17 unanswered on their last three possessions there in the fourth quarter to tie the game up. But Tom Brady to Rashad Perriman, 58 yards for the game-winning TD, and that's 700 career touchdown passes for Brady as he extends his own NFL record. And the Bucs win again, 33-27. Game behind Arizona, tied with the Packers, racing for home field advantage in the NFC. The other team that almost blew a lead, the Cowboys were up 24-0 on Washington. I don't know 
where Prescott was looking with four minutes left when he threw a pick six. He got Washington back in the game, but the Cowboys hold on for the 27-20 win. And they covered with that block extra point. That was the difference for the Gamblers. Ravens with a comeback, but they lose to the Browns 24-22. Tyler Huntley had to come off the bench in the second quarter to replace Lamar Jackson, who uh, came into the game with an injured ankle, hurt it, left the game, did not return. The Ravens 3-4 and four in their last seven games. They still lead their division, but they've got the Browns and the Bengals both right there with a chance to win it as well. So see if they hold on. They're a game in front of the Browns, game in front of the Bengals, and a game and a half in front of the Steelers. Urban Meyer went on the offensive in his postgame comments. He threatened job security about leaks within the team. There were stories leaked that he got into a screaming match with wide receiver Margin Jones and that he called his assistants losers on Saturday. Meyer denied both reports, told reporters that what someone's brother said or someone said someone said, that will occupy, occupy very little of my time. What? You get a haircut. You look good. <laughs> I think I got it Thursday. You look good. All right. And uh, <laughs> his team lost twenty to nothing to the Titans. They look Jackson bad. Getting shut out. They looked very bad. Working on that draft pick. Two and eleven. Get another high draft pick. Trevor Lawrence threw four picks in that game. Jets say, man, you suck. Yeah, right. At three and ten, they are looking down on Houston and Jacksonville. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Oregon has hired Georgia defense coordinator Dan Lanning as the Ducks' new head coach. Lanning, 35, has been at Georgia since 2018, serving as linebacker's coach before being elevated defensive coordinator in 2019. There were lots of stories. Lincoln Kalani said talking to that job, but... He gets an extension, and Tom Homo says they're making an unprecedented commitment at BYU. Unprecedented commitment? I saw unprecedented contract. You think they're making an unprecedented well, I think commitment? He, got it. he went on to talk about what they were doing. Taking it assistance. to another level. Yeah, and what they're going to do for, uh, he talked strength and training, uh, facilities, uh, re- recruiting budgets got to be in facilities there. Facilities are fine. Well, our guy's question kind of indicated they're looking at budgets for these other programs and trying to match that. Yeah. Our guy being me, of course. I mean, I am your guy. He waved at you, but that doesn't really translate on the radio. (laughs) Our guy PK, as they heard earlier on this morning. PK said, how does this compare to other budgets in the Big 12? And he said they looked at Big 12 budgets. He said they looked at some in the Pac-12. That's what I've been told. I mean, but it's obvious that they were going to... Here's what other people have. The coaches have told them, hey, we're concerned. This is going to be a difficult transition. You know, there was a lot of people around here who thought the Utes were just going to breeze into the thing, and I didn't think it was going to be that case. They're going to have to up the recruiting. Now, I think the Utes had a tougher transaction, a transition, I should say, to go into this deal because they had Mountain West players uh, complete on their roster. I mean, I had one coach go right through all the stuff of uh, there's no way this guy's a Pac-12 player, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, uh, so they did struggle for a little bit, and of course, on top of the world now. Uh, and I think BYU is going to face that to what level of degree remains to be seen. But I definitely think they're going to they're going to face that. And so what the coaches had said was, 
Well, it's going to be tough enough to get the product on the field to where it needs to be. What we can control is this all this other stuff. And I've always felt, I've been saying it, this, this is what that what I felt combined with what, you know, what I had learned that BYU was going to step up. They were not going to go through all this dog and pony show of joining this conference, having the big, you and I were down there, Yak, I don't remember if you were there uh, that day, you know, the, the press conference with uh, the commissioner on the phone or the screen and all that stuff, make this big ordeal and not be prepared to step up the game. It just wasn't going to happen. There would be no sense in doing that if you were just going to do business as usual as you used to do. So I felt all along that they were going to step it up. And and Tom said to the next level. You know, I don't know all the particulars. I'm not sitting here saying I do. But I felt like, generally speaking, they were going to do what they needed to do. Could they do more? For sure. But you can always get into that arms race. uh, Always do more and all that stuff. So... I'm glad they did what they did because it was much, much needed. They had to. Why go through all this if you're not prepared to compete? Doesn't make any sense. Because you've won big in the past and had a lot of NFL players on your roster without doing it. But the, I agree with you. It doesn't make sense. But world there's has changed. Yes, and there's but there's you know, the people who don't have a background in sports have a say in what do they think. All the people who have the sports background, hundred percent on board. If we're joining the Big 12, we got to do what makes sense. See, Tom's in his 15th year now. Maybe if Tom was in his first or second year. But he's built up a ton of credibility in the athletic department and in the community. Right? He's got all the credentials now. Maybe at the time he got the job, he didn't have the administrative credentials. But that was 15 years ago. Minimum. It's like 16, 17 years ago. And hired coaches and negotiated and moved to Independence, negotiated and moved to the West Coast Conference. All these guys do NCA stuff along the way. He's done that. Yeah. And and obviously he had the playing stuff, you know, seven, eight years in the NFL, blah, blah, blah. Super Bowls, coaching, yada, yada, yada. So you combine all that, and, and I think they're listening to him. He has a lot of influence, as he should. He's done a whale of a job for them. Absolutely. He's done an incredible job. And he did say, uh, if we need to adapt, we yeah, will adapt. Yeah. Well, they will need to, for sure, going forward. Yeah. This is an exciting time for BF, BYU athletics. It's hard to control the product out on the field. You know, they, they've been hit hard by injuries. And look, Mark Pope, he didn't have anybody a center anymore. You know, you can never anticipate the, the one dude for Creighton looked like Will Chamberlain the seven, against the yeah, bunch of... Yeah, seven-footer went to town. Ryan Kalkbrenner. Loch Ness yeah. Monster, I called him. <laughs> I mean, Loch Ness you know, So you can't control that stuff. But you can control all this other stuff here. And that's what they're trying to do. Alabama quarterback Bryce Young won the Heisman Trophy Saturday. He'll have a chance to repeat in 2022. Alabama's now won back-to-back Heismans. And Navy, despite having a terrible season, beat Army. He was actually having a pretty good season. Beat him 17-13. My prediction on Bryce Young is in 10 years from now, he will be the face of the NFL if his talent is there. What I mean by that is the guy looks like a million bucks. He's got a mother and father sitting there. He plays the game, not the football game, the other game, very, very well. He's the type of person that you want as a representative of your program, of your franchise, of your league. And if his skill level can be where the possibility is that can take him, I believe that he'll be somebody that people will look to. He'll be a face 
You know, there's usually more than one or two faces in the NFL, depending on how many good how how many good quarterbacks there are. But he can be that. He can be like an Aaron Rodgers. He can be a Tom Brady because he's got the the off the field package is just those two almost perfect. And Mahomes and Prescott are on TV almost every week in this market. But even more than Prescott, all over. Yeah, Prescott doesn't have a Super Bowl, so he's not at the same level as the other three guys. But there are people that people want to see on TV every week. They are the faces of the NFL. From the marketing standpoint, he's got it. Well, Alabama has Heisman Trophy winner. Auburn is losing three-year starting quarterback Bo Nix to the transfer portal as a graduate transfer. Made the announcement on social media over the weekend. Tigers' top running back Tank Bigsby could also be on his way out of the program as well as a transfer. Former Ohio State quarterback and five-star prospect Quinn Ewers will transfer to Texas. He committed to Longhorns in high school before backing off his commitment after Tom Herman was fired. Chose Ohio State, enrolled at Ohio State in August, took advantage of name, image, and likeness deals that reportedly made him over a million dollars. But it turns out Ohio State's got a good quarterback. So he's off to Texas. DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Bounce to Gobert right down the middle of Pennsylvania Avenue. And he slams home too. And there was no security on Pennsylvania Avenue there. He takes it right to the White House, doesn't it? Jazz on the run. Clarkson on the right side of the floor. Chest to Donovan. Right corner three for Don. Perfect. Clarkson going to the basket. Lobs it. Donovan. Oh, he rocked the Casbah. Lob to Rudy's at the rim and Dinwiddie's on his poster. Rudy Gobert at the rim on the lob. Sell that on cryptocurrency. Utah Jazz with another win, 4-0 on the road trip. Seven straight victories overall, and it's another comfortable victory as they were down one at the half, opened up a double-digit lead at the end of the third quarter, pulled away in the fourth quarter, and cleared the bench in the final few minutes. We talk about those stressful minutes at the end of games, and they haven't had that since the first game of the road trip in Cleveland. That's three straight double-digit wins and three straight blowouts. They rolling. They are rolling, without question. No, and they are rolling. They rolling. But they are rolling. And the Jazz. <laughs> I'm hopeless, aren't I? Yes. <laughs> the Jazz. Uh, must have been a dream to raise. Three days off. <laughs> nope. No. Why not? Uh, Why not? I don't know. Yeah, apparently, I know. <laughs> apparently, because I I had a mouth on me. I guess would be my dad's answer. <laughs> I'm tired of your bleeping bleep. Oh, one time. One time. Mm, a little more than that. <laughs> Twice. Jazz are off. Yeah, probably three or four. Jazz are off until Wednesday when they will face the Clippers, but three days off before the game of the Clippers Wednesday night. See if that interrupts their momentum, getting out of that uh, the rhythm of playing routinely. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Corner, THT. Here's the cutter, LeBron. So this time, he gets fed, and he's got the add one. With five to shoot. LeBron's going to fire a contested three, and he hits it. Randall's who's got 40 in the front court. Pulls up from three and hits. KD's got 43, and the game is tied at 91 with a minute gone on the fourth. Mills now to the front court. Durant's got it. He wants 50. Moving right to the baseline. Bumps, fades, and hits. There it is. 51 for Kevin Durant. NBA season high 51 points for Kevin Durant as he lets the Detroit Pistons have it. Huge game for KD. 
Pistons are not good. They get beat. Nets, best record in the East, and they get the 116-104 win as Durant goes off. Durant, 51. John Stockton supporting Kyrie Irving. How about that? Didn't see that coming a few months ago, did we? But well, now here actually, we are. he did do that. I was going a few months before that. I know he had the one thing. He was in that documentary. Don't you find that startling? Unexpected. I find it startling. Okay. I mean, not not about his, uh, whether you agree with the vaccine or not. That's, but but, but that, that Stockton him, is putting himself in the public spotlight. Yeah, yeah. When he never seemed to want to be there. So just R- right. you're quietly doing your thing in Spokane. You put away your millions while you were playing. Sports Illustrated once did a story on three stars in three different sports from Spokane. Mark Rippon, Ryan Sandberg, and John Stockton. There was one of the three who refused to be quoted. A positive puff piece on three different sports stars oh, from Spokane. A small town that we never talk of. He's got all-stars, Hall of Famers right. in multiple sports. Yes. The three most popular sports in the land. John, would you like to talk about it? No. <laughs> John, no, thank you. John! <laughs> I know, you got himself and Sandberger both in the hall. Ripon isn't, but no. the, the other two are. Like, as high as an individual honor as you can achieve. And so to, to see him putting himself out there on this, to me, is just absolutely startling. I don't want to discuss whether you agree with the vaccine or not. I put the push up on Facebook, but then I went back and looked, and they had some like qualifier thing about... The vaccines. I'm not, I want to be political here. You got flagged, yeah. Yeah. So I, I deleted it because I'm, I'm, we're not interested in being political on this show. But the fact that he would, whatever the issue is, that's. That he would be talking yeah. about anything <laughs> yes. in any way. I, I mean, it was, I don't know if it was startling, but it was mildly surprising. I was startled. That he wrote a book and came back. Oh, on that? Into this studio uh, that's to money. promote it. It is, right. <laughs> but he's got a lot of money. He's in, he's Everybody has a lot of money at that level, but you want more. Yep. Yep. Or if you can get more, you'll take more. But that was putting himself out there more than I would have predicted, and then this goes well beyond that. Yeah. Because he's not just putting himself out there. He's putting himself out there on a hot-button issue. Like, if oh, you're yeah. going to talk publicly about vaccines, it doesn't matter what you say, someone's going to fire back at you. There's no all-encompassing I would expect stadium. multiple pieces in the watchdog slamming them. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they do. <laughs> John being John, only not being not John. Not being John. It's crazy. Who are you and what have you done with John Stockton? I know. Elsewhere in the NBA, the Lakers have now won three of four. Uh, they have been a 500 team exactly, record-wise, multiple times this year. But now, maybe they're pulling above the old 500 level, leaving it in the rearview mirror. They're 15 and 13. This time, PK. Well, they can beat the Magic, yeah. Driving in this morning, and LeBron, the the best triple-double at age 37. But the problem is he's 36. (laughs) He didn't turn 37 until the end of the month. So he's not 37. He's almost 37. Oldest player in NBA history to have a 30-point triple-double. But he's not 37. He's not 37, correct, yeah. Well, they are out on the road now for a three-game trip, and four of their next six games are on national TV, their ESPN. No, no way. I know, it's shocking. If if you want to see the Lakers, they're out there. I had heard, I don't track this stuff, but I listen, that going forward, they have the toughest schedule in the league for what it's worth. The Blazers' woes continue. They lose to the Timberwolves 116-111. to And the Mavericks 
Somebody in the West has got to get it together and make a run, right? Why not the Jazz? Uh, I'm thinking they already have it together and are on a run. They are in third place, and they have pulled three and a half games in front of the Grizzlies, four and a half in front of the Clippers. But isn't one of those teams, Grizzlies, Clippers, Lakers, Mavs, somebody going to get hot? Go with the top three in the West? Maybe not. Someone's going to finish fourth, I guarantee you that. Right, but they're going to finish fourth like, you know, 15 games back. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. Looking for Hawkins. They find him. He gets all the way to the rim and scores. Just made that beautiful little curl from right to left. Lays it up and in with the right hand. Jays by 20. Hawkins with a big game. 19 of his 25 points in the first half. And Creighton runs out to an 18-point halftime lead over BYU. Holds on to win it. 83-71. Barcelo had 28 points. But that game really wasn't in doubt, PK. BYU got within 10 in the second half, but no closer than that. No, they just got beat up, lack of size. It's going to be an issue. Utah did what they were supposed to do. They dominated Manhattan, 96-63. Utah State did what they were supposed to do. They dominated New Orleans, 82-50. New Orleans wasn't good, but then they came in shorthanded with only seven players dressed, playing at elevation, and they haven't won a road game. So that was a recipe for a blowout, and the Aggies got the blowout and won by 32. Wyoming beat UVU 74-62. And uh, a couple other scheduled victories. Southern Utah blew out St. Catherine and Weber State demolished Maine Fort Kent. So there you go. Hey, Dixie State won. Dixie State by 20 over Denver. Another win. And What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There is no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up next, Samson Nakua, BYU wide receiver, will join us in just a few minutes. Our basketball insider, Steve Cleveland, is back at 9 o'clock. And it's game week for Utah State and BYU. Their bowl games are coming up Saturday. So Blake Anderson, Utah State football coach, has been out on the recruiting trail will join us coming up at 9.30 here on The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, Samson's next. This is Hanson Scotty. Let's do it. From the Rose Bowl bound University of Utah football team, Clark Phillips. One of my biggest fears as a former football player, I wouldn't want myself to sink into, oh, we made it to the Rose Bowl, but want it to more sink into, no, 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 we want to be Rose Bowl champions. How do you make sure you avoid the complacency of, hey, we made it to the Rose Bowl? You know, we got strong leadership on the team like we already do. Like Devin Lloyds and Amika Tafuas, all those guys contributed to just being leaders on this team and, you know, really help keep the team culture strong and keep the right mindset because throughout the season, we told ourselves, hey, we're going to be 22% better. You know, and there were certain things said that that kind of propelled us and kept our mindset strong throughout the season. I feel like this is going to be another couple of weeks where we're going to have to continue to tell ourselves, hey, we're going to go out there and we're going to be champions. We're going to win this whole thing. What kind of a show is this? Catch Hans Olsen and Scotty G every day from noon to 3 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Powered by kslsports.com. It's the fifth annual Black Friday sale. It's been extended through December at Davis Vision. Tired of glasses or contacts? Get LASIK now and save $1,400. There are limited spots available. Sack so now. Check them out at davisvisionmd.com or call 801-253-3080. That's Davis Vision. Time to welcome in Samson Nakua, BYU wide receiver. The Cougars have a bowl game Saturday, 1.30, the Independence Bowl. 
Samson joins us right now on the Smart Rain guest line. Smart Rain state-of-the-art air, smart irrigation controller. Helps with first-class water management. Visit smartrain.net to learn how to save 30 to 50% on your commercial property's water costs or call 877-346-3333. Samson, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. You've had, uh, well, by the time you kick off, you will have had three long weeks off. Everything feel good? All the soreness, all the aches gone away, or is there still stuff lingering? Yeah, still a little stuff lingering. That that USC game was uh, was a good ender to a wonderful season, honestly. And, uh, you know, a lot of people got a couple banged up, but uh, we'll be ready to rock this Saturday. So how about yourself, Samson? This is the last time you put on a college uniform. I assume you think it's gone by fast. How crazy is it for you that it is virtually over except for this last game? It, it's mind blowing, honestly, to to see to see my growth and uh, to look back at where how far I've come and uh, to see where I'm at now uh, in a blue uniform. Too um, never thought it was going to happen, honestly. Um, but um, it's been a wonderful college career, and uh, it, it's a little sad that it's coming to to an end. So are you going to be able to put all that together and lie to yourself during the game and treat it like just another game, or are you going to be uh, wearing this like a backpack while the game's going on? Um, I'm going to have to lie to myself and not think about it and you know keep that energy and stuff and uh, stay active with the crowd, and then right after that game, then I'm going to probably let it all out. <laughs> <laughs> How much do you think you'll miss it? Oh, I'm going to miss it for sure. Um, I don't think there's anything like the college atmosphere. Um, to play in, uh, up at the U and to play down here at BYU. Both of the, the fans and the, the student sections were amazing to be a part of both of them. And, um, yeah, uh, I mean, I look at the NFL games and nothing, nothing's like college, honestly, and I'm going to miss it a lot. So you have, uh, you have bonus time to get ready for this. You haven't had all three weeks because obviously you didn't know your opponent early on. But you have known yeah. your opponent for a while now, so is the uh, – with all the travel you got to do, is the preparation for the team uh, ahead of where you would be in a normal game week? Um, yes, uh, we we have taken a couple of weeks off, letting everyone rest, but um, we've uh, stayed in the film room and uh, keeping an eye on the team and uh, on uh, the possibilities of what they could possibly be running in schemes and uh, what we could possibly be running against them. And uh, yeah, just resting, but uh, keeping in the film room and uh, keeping an eye on them and just making sure we'll be ready to rock. Big announcement came the other day that uh, Kalani will be signed through 2027, and Tom Homo was talking about how they were making a financial commitment that goes just beyond coaching salaries to be prepared to go into the Big 12. You have a unique sense of perspective in that you played for Utah all those years. You saw what they were doing uh, as far as the commitment to the players and all that stuff for the mm-hmm. at the Pac-12 level, and then you're down at BYU. Uh, how much difference had you noticed, if whatever you might have noticed, as far as what were available to the players from, I don't know if it's an amenity standpoint, how I would possibly describe it, but what type of differences did you see in terms of the support for the programs? Um, it was about the same, honestly. Um, the administration from both sides um, – took care of the players and the team and the coaching staff really well, I think. And uh, I think it was really time for, uh, for Tom Homer and uh, the administration to take care of uh, Kalani and his staff. And um, 
I mean, no one knows the complete details, but it's time to pay that man uh, for everything he's done and uh, what he plans to bring for the future. And uh, I don't think you could get any two better coaches in the state for uh, those two programs. Uh, both of them run the program their ways, but they, they make it work. Um, they dominate in every aspect of, of the game and in life, and they help, help you grow in every way. And um, it, it's perfect for Kalani and his staff to stay here. Um, it's only right for them to stay here and keep uh, building BYU football. So I'm curious with, uh, you know, BYU's kind of made the transition out of the Mountain West and, and they've improved some things. Tom's talked about that, but they haven't gotten all the way to the Big 12 level. And you're in a unique position because you played three conference champions this year. Utah and Utah State both won their conferences, but you played Baylor and they didn't. And I'm wondering if there was, what about Baylor was different? What is the gap that has to be closed on the field? Because obviously that's the one Big Twelve team, and you beat five Pac twelve teams. Um, I think the biggest thing with us in uh, that game was just, um, I think coming out ready to play and uh, not, not, um, I don't know, not just thinking the team is just you know they're in a Big Twelve conference. Everyone is just expecting that team to be way more dominant than us. Um, I don't think that team was. I think the team was really good, but I don't think they were that much better than us. Um, there was just um, confidence in them just coming out ready to play, and I, I believe really that BYU football could really play with anyone. Um, you've seen this last game against USC. We were down more than more ha- more than half of our starters on the defense, and we were able to rotate them in and uh, keep the keep the game alive. And then um, we had uh, Tyler Algier lose um, to come out at the end of the game and we had our backup running backs coming in and make plays um i think BYU can do it it's just um, a matter of us showing up every day and uh being the same person being consistent every day in every game was there any kind of announcement as far as to the players about what was going on with this uh, announcement that BYU made uh, with the extension for Kalani no it was like it was quiet no one was saying a word everyone all the players were just talking with the uh talking amongst each other and um you know, trying to just put the board on through Twitter and any media of uh, just trying to keep Kalani here with us because uh, everyone feels the same way. Everyone loves Kalani here. Um, we think he's a perfect fit for the program and for the players. And uh, everyone was just trying to make a mark or make a statement however we could through media. So to PK's point about amenities, uh, pre-game food, post-game food, the way you travel, planes, hotels, buses, uh, you didn't feel like any corners – have been cut there. There's any ground to make up there. The food that's available, training table all year round, facilities. Um, I think is... there, there's some uh, some little bits. You have the facilities, uh, training room. Um, I think uh, BYU is a little bit maybe behind um, um, in that. Um, some of their stuff is just a little bit older equipment and stuff. And um, you know, the, the sport we play is uh, is a physical a physical game, and um, our bodies require a lot of attention and a lot of taking care of and. Uh, I feel like maybe some uh, the equipment needs to be updated in the training room. You know, it's a little old over there, and um, I think they can do that. They can update the training room. Um, you're able to take and bring in a lot bigger recruits, a lot better recruits too, because they see that their bodies are able to be taken care of instead of all just uh, other cool stuff like the equipment or the locker room. Like, yeah, those are really great, but we got a really good lifting program. I think one of the best in the nation too here, but 
the training room is something very big. I think um, we got to take care of our bodies and for this game, um, that's the only way to provide for the school and provide for yourself is taking care of your body, and uh, that's a big thing here. So I just updated the training room, I think. Okay. I don't know if you can answer this, but I'll ask it anyway. A lot of these programs in the country, they have enormous staffs. You know, you got your on-field coaches, and they're the ones that are identified the most. But behind the scenes with analysts and staff members and all that stuff, it seems like some programs just have so many of these guys that can specialize in this or that. Uh, Have you been able to notice as far as BYU from the staffing standpoint beyond the coaches that they are up to speed or they need to get better there? I'm not even sure you can answer that, but that's my question to you. Um, I think they're very up to speed. Um, I think they, uh, the coaches do a really go- good job on uh, picking their GAs and uh, the analysis uh, and um, them helping us. Um, we always have throughout season cut-ups of our own individual plays and uh, individual games throughout the season so we can go – go back and they really look at just us or the team plays and they do a really got, good job of um, analyzing of what we do good and what we do um, not so good and uh, helping us out and just being able to focus on ourselves and then um, they do a really good job of scouting other teams for us and pulling up the film that best would uh, fit us to watch and um, they do a really good job of just keeping us keeping it prepared for every game and um, I think they're they're right there with Utah and any other team that they uh, they play. Samson Nakua, join us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, are there as many strength and conditioning people at BYU? I mean, people, I think, would be amazed if they knew how many people it took to make a big-time college football program run. You know, do you ever have to wait for training tables if you're getting taped or getting treatment before practice because, you know, one school has more training staff than another school? Is all that stuff up to snuff? Um, yeah, that's a real thing. Um, how I said earlier, training room is is a bit older. Um, um, everywhere around BYU, it's actually a bit older. <laughs> the whole school is a bit old. So I'm talking to the church right now. We need a big update. We need you guys' help. You know, send us some money, church. <laughs> but um, no, yeah, there it is a bit smaller. Um, you go over to Utah. A lot of their uh, the training facility is actually probably three times bigger than the one we have down here, and. Um, the tables, yeah, there's a lot more. Um, yeah, I think that's a biggest thing with BYU, just updating their training facility, um, getting more staff to come help with the team a little bit more, but getting getting a bigger training facility to take take care of more kids at a time, um, being able to fit the whole team in there probably at once so we can be working at the whole team at once. But, yeah, that's a big thing right there, I think. Now that you're at the end when you look back, when you were making a commitment coming out of high school, the things that you thought were important, how important do you think they are now? Man, I think the most important thing was uh, just uh, being, being willing to sacrifice and uh, realizing that there that this sport is bigger than you. It's not just about you. I mean, you always want to you always want to do good, of course, and you always have your individual goals, but there's 11 people on the field with you. It's not never just about you. Um, your one block could be the, could, uh, be the difference between the play and a, a big play. Um, so uh, just 
looking at it and be willing to sacrifice. I think that's the biggest thing and realizing that this game is just more than about you. A former player told me once that um, when they came back, they went away. I think they, I think it was a player who went to Stanford. Uh, came back and was watching a high school football game and couldn't believe the number of sloppy errors and mistakes guys were making because he learned so much in college and then went to the pros just briefly and then thought the same thing about the college game. Do you find that to be true, at least the, the college to high school? Oh, 100%. Um, the little details, um, um, the little details in uh, doing your assignment 111, everyone has assignment, you need to be locked in and doing your job. And um, and it comes from everyone. Everyone has to be able to do their 111 in order to get the job done and win this game. Um, and turnover is a very big thing. I mean, I think uh, BYU is probably one of the top in the nations where the least turnovers. And um, that's what kept us alive in some of these really close games. Uh, Washington State, we won 21-19. We won 21-19 because we had zero turnovers. Those guys had, I think, one or two. And you can just see that that one turnover, even if it's just one in a game, could be the big difference maker. So it, it is those little details and uh, sticking to your assignment and knowing what you need to do to help this team win. What's 11 wins mean? Because obviously you got a chance to get that. It's a pretty good number. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, I just I, – I think we just lost you for a second. What what would 11 wins mean? You were on an 11-win team at Utah a couple of years ago, and, you know, as you go from 9 to 10 to 11, 12, the number of teams that pull that off in the country drops pretty dramatically. Every win is a little bit of separation. What does that mean yeah. to you in your senior Man, season? It, it means a lot, honestly. It shows just the hard work and the love for the team that we have for each other because – Every game is a battle, and no game's ever just given to you. Um, everyone's coming out to win, to compete, and uh, for us to come out and put 10 wins on the season was truly amazing, and our plan is to end it with 11-2, and um, it's been a crazy season. It's been awesome to see um, people step up when needed when needed to be, and uh, for kids that were expected to do big things, they came out and did their job and uh, helped this team win, and uh Got us these 10 wins, uh, hopefully 11, and that's what we're working towards, and it's just been really fun. Well, Samson, good luck in the Independence Bowl. Thanks for coming on this morning, and we'll talk to you again in a week. Yes, sir. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. Samson Nakua, BYU wide receiver, joining us right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. BYU is tied for 10th in the country in turnover margin. He's right. They are uh, – Elite company there. Yeah, that's important. I think some of the things that he was talking about that need upgrading, I think that's inherent to how old whatever you have is. So you look at Utah's facility right there, just awesome. But it's newer because BYU took the plunge first. Yeah, I think Steve Cleveland actually can talk to that because I think there was a meeting and Lavelle stood up. Yeah. <laughs> and Lavelle stood up because he knew he yeah. could say stuff. Other people would get in trouble for right. him, but he is Lavelle. And so he got up and talked about... This is like 96, somewhere, somewhere in there. Somewhere in there. And that yeah. leads to a building, kind of a series of buildings getting built. But the well, two, two most high-profile yeah. yeah, yeah. were the uh, indoor practice facility got built, and the football facility got built on what had basically just been parking lot and the end of the practice the field. and the athlete building, let's be Student clear. athlete building, yes. 
Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. it is for more than just it's, football players. Yeah, the but football it's, locker room and meeting rooms I was saying, and coaches' offices are in it, so it's most of 60% it. 60% of that building's full. Well, that's because yeah. that's where they, they literally practice right, right there to the north immediately. Yeah. You walk out of it, and that's the practice field. Uh, the others don't practice there. But yeah, so at the time, it was pretty awesome. But now we're getting... Everybody else has built something that was a little more awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, everybody it, tours it's newer. This stuff. Everybody tours this stuff, and people move around in jobs, and they have friends at jobs. And so you build something newer, and you add one or two new bells and whistles. Right, because they all next, go research what they got. Right, and the next person adds one just or like two more. Just like stadiums. Yes, it's exact same deal. It's just the way facilities work. Yeah. So I can understand that to a degree because it's older. Uh, now, you got to go do renovations. You know, it was a few summers ago, the building that we're in now, the Jazz Arena, they went massive. Uh, Man, it was the same renovation. Thing. It was a quarter of a century. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it was cutting edge when it was built, but everybody yeah. else added a, a, a bell or a whistle. And Right. The number one thing they did when they redid the Jazz Arena was they took out a lot of the offices and the office space and the desks were in here because you can get that anywhere and they put in more space so people could eat and capture that. Well, the ultimate amenities, yeah. Yeah. And then you look at their practice facility, man, they got fireplaces now. I feel so cozy. (laughs) I haven't been there in a long time with the COVID, but, uh, you know, they upgraded that. So I think you got to give BYU an opportunity to upgrade those things because they would naturally be a little bit older because they are. They're just literally older. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. We will ask Steve Cleveland about that when he joins us at 9 o'clock this morning. Our basketball insider, Blake Anderson at 9.30. The question of the day coming up. Stay with us. This is Unright. You guys are doing a hell of a job. And I think about where Utah football is today. And the fact that Utah now is playing Ohio State in the Rose Bowl. And I don't know if I've told you that yet, but that's what's that's what's going on. And I remember back at that time, 35, 36 years ago, where there wasn't even a snowball's chance that Utah would ever go to a Rose Bowl or ever play and compete against the Ohio State Buckeyes. That is unbelievable! Catch Unrivaled with Scott Mitchell and Alex Kieran weekdays from 3 to 7 on 97.5-1280 The Zone. Powered by KSL Sports. See, now, you know, you think this is a condescending Christ, uh, song, don't you? A condescending song? Yeah. Have what? yourself a merry little Christmas. Oh, when you use the word yeah. little, you go nuts. Yes. So you have to think that this is a condescending Christmas tune. A yeah. merry little Christmas. I never pulled the lyrics apart, but now that you say that, yeah. I am outraged. Right. You have to be <laughs> if you have any form of consistency. Uh, it's probably how you say little, too. You got to put a little. You got to put a little zip, a little zing into it. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. That's your little victory. Your little yeah. prediction came true, didn't? And it? I'm done with you. I hey, your done. little prediction is coming you. true, though. What little prediction? I'm I was surprised you didn't take about. Oh, okay. Well, your big prediction. Oh, I don't need no credit. <laughs> Get out of town. I was there. <laughs> the last you thing I look credit. for is credit. Well, I think you should take some, whether you want it no, or not. I mean, you're Channel Two. You folk actually think that City Award thing is a big deal. I looked on your website. The other day, and you're both you and Mary. You actually you think it's a significant accomplishment instead of some popularity contest. So I'm not into awards, and that stuff. I know each night when I go to bed, did I kick A today? And the answer is yes. <laughs>
The only award I can give is what I give myself. I'm going to uh, I'm going to uh, lose my train of thought here. I had an important point to make about your greatness. What was it? <laughs> oh yes, I remember. <laughs> now, when the Jazz were losing, lose your train of thought. When the Jazz were losing uh, four out of five. And losing games to teams we thought they were much better than, you said, they're going to have a stretch where they win 17 out of 20. Which sounds like a homerish, encouraging thing for the local sportscaster to say on the Sports Talk radio show. Except last year, with seven of the same nine guys in the rotation, I don't want to cross Quinn Snyder here, it's not exactly the same team, but with seven of the same nine guys in rotation, and the same starting lineup, they won 20 out of 21. So saying that they're going to have a 17-3 and three that was run. awesome. Yeah, saying they're going to have a 17-3 and three run isn't a stretch. They've done better than that as recently as last year. And now with seven in a row and a bunch of home games, they're not back on the road until after Christmas. I think we all assume they're going to play better at home than they did last time they had a stretch of home games. That 17 out of 20 thing looks like it's in play right now. See what happens. I see I no reason why not. I just evaluated their level of talent. Yes, the level of talent is really good. That talent has been clear and obvious to everyone in these last three road games. Nothing wrong with the first road win. Any road win's a good win. I suppose any win's a good win. But Cleveland's a good team. Yeah, exactly. That was a good win. But the, the last three have really been textbook. You have really you really have to dig down to find something to complain about in the last three wins. They've done a lot of things right. People complaining about too many turnovers, lead to too many fast breaks, too many easy buckets. Don't get this defense set up. You're paying Rudy all this money, and he should be angering the defense. But he can't when you're turning the ball over out near half court. They've largely stopped that. They're giving up too many offensive rebounds. They've largely stopped Hassan Whiteside with 14 Best rebounds. Best center combination in the league. Yeah, Hassan Whiteside with 14 rebounds in 20 minutes. That is off the charts fantastic. And you know what I like about him? He smiles. You're in the NBA, and you're winning, and you're getting paid. Yeah. It should be fun. Mm. Doesn't he look like he's having, he's, a whole, fun. Yeah. he's having a whole lot of fun? Reinvigorated, possibly. Whatever it is, I don't yeah. care what the reason is. I but just look. enjoy You're enjoying the game. You want who, the team to enjoy the game. Yeah, yeah. I, and I mean, he's not the critical component, and the team doesn't feed off his energy, and at this, so he can yeah. get away with that. Mm-hmm. But I, I like these guys to have fun. It's one of the reasons why I think the community is attracted to Joe Ingles. Because it looks like he's having fun. And you get to play a game for an outrageous amounts of money. Why wouldn't you have fun? fun? I mean, it's not all fun and games. But there's times when you can have fun with it. And we see it in, with Mitchell, too. Mitchell, when the game is out of hand and they've won and he's on the bench and Jared Butler makes a play or whatever. Whoop it up. Yeah. Because he's at practice and in the weight room and sees all those other guys working, but they don't get to play 30 minutes a night. So when they do get a few minutes and they do something well, whoop it up. Yeah. I have no concerns about them doing what what they're intended to do in the regular season. DJ PK. Next time you head out to a Jazz game, check out the Ford Fan Zone. You can get a Ford Fan Zone all-you-can-eat ticket to an upcoming game, receive unlimited hot dogs, soda, popcorn, nachos, ice cream, starting low as $30 per ticket. Visit utahjazz.com or call 325-2999 to buy your Ford Fan Zone all-you-can-eat tickets now. All right, coming up next... 
The question of the day, hot takes or toast, all about BYU and the big announcement on Friday, and we will get to that next. Stay with us.